Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. The podcast where our revisionist history doesn't include making light of people that are, you know, the complete dirt worst. What, what do you mean? Oh, we'll get to it. No, I mean, like, we, we totally do that. I mean, I mean, I guess we are the, t- the dirt worst when you think about it. Exactly. But, John, we are here to talk about this past week in the WWE, which means we're talking Raw. We're talking Whoa. Sm- we're talking SmackDown Live. We're talking tonight's episode of NXT. And, of course, this Sunday, Hell in a Cell. It's a SmackDown pay-per-view. I'm... Hey, what? I'm excited for some of the matches. I guess I'm Owen, joined, as always, by John. And we're joined, as always, by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We're streaming live over at Mixler.com slash Zonecast and Twitch.tv slash OzoneOnline. So send us your questions and your comments, because we are monitoring both those chats and our Twitter at The Heel Turn. True. It's a thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. John? Yeah, Owen. How are things? Yeah, they're, they're Okay. Because usually you you ask me first, so I want to ask you this week. Cool, I'm I'm glad. That's a good change. Yeah, I don't know. Things are fine. No, nothing to report. I still I still like Splatoon. I've heard it's, this. I have a weird I have a weird relationship with this game. Admittedly, mm-hmm. it's a game that I can concede is better than Splatoon in basically every single way except maybe the music. Um, but I don't like it as much. Because it's just more Splatoon? No, I, I've thought about it. And I mean, if it was just more Splatoon, I think that wouldn't be the, the problem for me. But I think the part of what I really loved about Splatoon had nothing to do with Splatoon, the actual game. Like, yeah, of course, Splatoon, the actual game is fucking great. And that's why Splatoon 2 is also fucking great. Mm -hmm. But admittedly, part of the thing that I really loved about Splatoon was that it was such an experiment. Like, not only just like, you know, in the golly bang, gee whiz factor of, oh, my God, Nintendo's making a shooter. What's that about? Like, but just in the fact that, like, literally every single thing about that game was an experiment. Like, the way that they structure, like, the maps, the way that they structure the, the multiplayer, like, the things that they added, like, Splatfests, mm-hmm. like, their crazy use of the Miiverse. Hey, John? Like, even just, like, down to, like, the music and how weird and varied it is. Like, there is not a single song, like... Not only in Splatoon 2, but even in, like, Splatoon 1 and, like, all the songs that they added in DLC that sounds anything like Metallopod, like the fucking awesome uh, metal-sounding song that's the best. Hey, John? Yeah? Here's the thing. You haven't heard the Splatfest song yet. I have not. Splatfest song is the best. Is it as good as the Splatfest song from the last game? Yeah, it's better. You know, because the whole plaza turns into a crazy dance party, and uh, Pearl and uh, Marina are on top of the where you enter in, and they they sing and play the song. All right, this is all relevant to my interest. It's also, the next Black Fest is there's only one correct choice. What is it? 
It's it. Okay, John. So when you put toilet paper on the roll, which way do you do it? You put it up. What the fuck? Yeah, you put it up. Like it goes over, right? Yeah, it goes over. What the fuck? Wait, what kind of question is that? Because the splat fest is, do you put it with it going over or it going under? Okay, so the only question I have is, is this going to be fucking bullshit? Like when mayonnaise won, even though what the fuck? John, all all these splat fests are bullshit. They are the most real. It's still real to me. Damn it! Don't you remember the splat fest from last November? Where the wrong choice won, even though it, you know, it didn't win the popular. I don't remember which one that was. It was uh, the big orange man against like the also not great woman lady. What the ultimate splatfest, John? Oh, I'm making an election joke. Oh, that one because okay. just like the mayonnaise one, ketchup won the popular but didn't win the the, the splatfest. Sorry, your your political humor is is going over my head tonight, John. We are the top political wrestling podcast. You're race. right. I know. I know. But you've tried to fight this ate this moniker for so long that I, I almost gave up after a sense. No, I've I've given in, especially with the way things have been going lately. Welcome to the fold, brother. Uh, not, Dude, not, Jack. Not not a fan. Nope. Nobody is. You know what I am a fan of though. What's that? I got this game called Drop Mix. Oh, it's a you bought the crazy card game thing. Yeah, the crazy card game that Harmox did. I decided, hey, I'm gonna give this a shot because it's relevant to my interest. It's mashing up different songs together, which I tried to do in Rock Band. Which is cool, but does it justify being a fucking physical card game? Yes. I th- I think it's really neat that it's a card game. Because all of the cards have, like, really crazy art on them. Like, none of it's the album art for the songs. It's, like, all these illustrations. Okay. And they all look crazy. And, you know, having the combination of you have this board and also your iPad or, I- or iPhone is, you know, also connected to it through Bluetooth. And it, like, explains the rules to you as you're playing and tells you, it reminds you how many cards you should have in your hand and stuff. It's cool. It's a lot of fun. Okay. And also, the I've made some really good mixes with it so far. And I've gone, I've gone ahead and bought some of the expansion stuff for it. Cause I that was need, nifty. I need more jams. Also, a good part about it is that it may give hints to future Rock Band DLC, because since you're mixing all the different instruments and the songs, Harmonix has the stems for these songs. <laughs> and they've already licensed it once... So, just saying, Super Freak was in Drop Mix, and now it's in Rock Band. Oh, shit, it is? Yeah. Well, that's fucking great. Super Freak came out, like, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Check that, check that shit out. So now, obviously, the next song they need to get from Drop Mix is Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. Jesus Christ. I, I have the bass hard for that and it's great Jesus Christ it's a good bass line I need to find the vocal track and I need to find the keys track they're out there somewhere so wait it's that kind of card game like it's an actual collectible card game no it's not collectible because there are like so it comes in different packs you get the base game 
And then there's playlist packs that include like a, a certain genres. And it's a set this a set cards, like 15 cards. And there's packs plus a mystery card that's hidden inside huh. the pack somewhere. It's a different genre. Like the one I got out of the pop one was a Beethoven song, which is crazy. And then uh there's discover packs, which are small like packs with I think six cards in them. And there's like two series of those out right now, and there's a total of thirty cards in each series. But the packs are not random. You can whatever the front card is on that pack, that is a set there's the cards in there are set. So you won't get duplicates. But you just have to be able to find those packs, which are very hard to get at the moment. Alright then. Yeah, it's kinda of, it's kinda of like random what you're gonna get because you don't know what's in the what's in there aside from the first card. But it's always those cards. Hmm. Yeah. It's a cool game. When you come over for uh for extra life, I I will let you check it out. Alright. Sounds neat. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious. It's, and it's interesting to it's good to hear that it like justifies its Terrible business model. Yeah, I was curious about it too, and I was like, ah, I don't want to get this. But then I had a deal with a friend of ours where if I got it, they would get Destiny. Whoa. So I, I made a deal with the devil, and I bought the game. And it's great! Good job making a deal with Mistaken. I, I was making more of a Cuphead reference. Oh. Because you're not supposed to make a deal with the devil. I mean, that's just true to life. You don't even fuck a Cuphead. Like, that's just, you know. Have you played Cuphead? I, I have not. I, I don't want to play that game. I do want to play that game. I want to look at that game. I don't want to play it. Because apparently it's like controller breaking hard. Like, you want to. Oh, yeah. I, I'm fully expecting that. I'm, that's kind of why I'm interested in it. Because it's like, I feel like this is going to be my new Meat Boy. This is going to be my new, like, or at the very least until Super Meat Boy Forever comes out. It's your new Dark Souls, my friend. Yeah, okay, a Dark Souls that I actually enjoy playing. Have you seen the image going around of um, the timeline of Dark Souls games? No. Where there's actually a couple, dark, two Dark Souls games that came out this year. That one being Cuphead, the other one being the Crash Insane Trilogy. Wow. It's very good. It's a good joke. <laughs> ah, the internet's good sometimes. It's fucked up. They're not wrong. But I also, I do like the Insane Trilogy. Yeah, it's it's not wrong. Not gonna lie. It, it'll likely be on my Game of the Year list. Anyway, this has been a really fun digression, but back to the point here. Uh, Splatoon 2. It's a really good game, but part of why I love Splatoon 1 was that it was such a weird experiment in every single way, and it was fucking fascinating to watch Nintendo figure it out and they have, and that's really cool, but the fact that it's, like, coalesced into something has made me a little bit less interested, paradoxically. Because I, I guess it's like, you know, it comes back to how I feel about the music in this game. Like, it's really good. It's, when you think about it, it's basically where they were going with the music in the last game. Like, especially with the stuff that they added in DLC, and, like, but done better at a higher level and it's really well done but it doesn't have you know it doesn't have fucking crazy shit like metallopod it doesn't have a 
of like that weird fucking hardcore song that like nothing else on the Splatoon soundtrack sounds like. Mm-hmm. I miss that, you know, I miss that like weird. It it feels like it's lacking a, a bit of that like creativeness that Splatoon one had, which I mean, in fairness, it's kind of not fair to ask them to reinvent the wheel for like a game that's coming out like two years after the fact and is, you know, in many ways meant to be like, like, Hey guys, you, you maybe didn't play Splatoon one, but you're going to fucking get into it now. And also now it's in handheld form. True. A huge, huge plus for it. Uh, I have something from uh, Bubba in the chat saying, uh, really, though, Cuphead didn't look that bad to complete. It's probably going to be super difficult to get all top ranks on, though. Which, yeah. As a completionist, it, obviously that's what I would go for. I, I gotta get all the top ranks. Yeah, as you do. Mm-hmm. Johnny, got anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to get into the wrestling news? Let's talk about the wrestling, Owen. I hear that there's a lot of it. All right, so let's get into that section. By which I mean I know there's a lot of it. Hey, John. Be about to wrestle news! That's the jingle. That's how it goes. You say there's a lot of wrestling news, but we only have two topics to talk about. This okay, week. let me rephrase. It's not that there's a lot of wrestling news as in as much as it's there's a lot of wrestling. True. There's just a fucking lot of wrestling. And I feel like the second point we're going to have a quite to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's the one I'm lo- really looking forward to. But the first one is um Did you ever see Caitlyn wrestle in the WWE? Of course I did. She was champion when I started watching. Oh, I, I don't. I don't remember. The I'm not good with figuring out when timelines work. Yeah, she was the champion when I started watching. Yeah, well, word is she may be making a comeback. Sure. Why not? Hopefully, she's better at doing a spear now. Well, she hasn't wrestled in four years, so I I doubt it. Well. But she might she might learn now since she's getting she's getting back into training. Which she posted a picture on Instagram of her getting in a ring, saying, "Hey, I'm getting back into this thing." Oh, so. I wonder what's what's bringing her back. Money. Money is bringing her back. What, what do you think brought Mickey James back? I mean, Mickey James never really left. What are you talking about? Mickey James never really left. She went to Impact for years, and then almost got ran over by a train. No, dude, I don't mean like, like left the company. I'm talking about left the business. Okay. Caitlyn straight up left the business to do her modeling stuff and to you know do her like fashion line that she was working on. I'm yeah, I'm just curious what's bringing her back. It seemed like she didn't really need to be here. You, you know the actual reason. Didn't really want to be here. You know the actual reason. Because she's going to go to SmackDown. Are you getting it where I'm getting at? No, I, I'm not. She needs. She wants to reunite with her BFF. AJ's not there. No, Big E! Have you not seen their shit they do together? I, I remember. They 
recently when she visited, they did a really hilarious Instagram thing together. Oh, really? And they sometimes like do weird FaceTime stuff together too. It's great. Those two they are really horrible. are like best friends. They they are like the best of friends, and I need to see them together on television. Put Caitlyn in the new day. Let's go. Make it happen. I don't, okay. Be fun. So yeah, we'll we'll find out more. Like it's probably gonna be a while before she shows up. Maybe after WrestleMania. Maybe around Royal Rumble season. Who knows? Whenever. Who can say? Hopefully, she gets good at doing spears. Let's not. She was getting better toward the end. I I enjoyed her. I I genuinely wonder, like, again, how much of that was because the thing that I we've conversation we've had about AJ Lee, quite frankly, how much of of our adulation adulation of these people is based in the fact that like they were pretty good in a sea of garbage. I told you, was it? But I don't care. I just I I want to see what you can do with this new crop of people because they're not getting a lot of opportunities anyway. Problem is, I just don't think that she can hang. I, I John, I don't care about in-ring stuff. I want her to do skits with Big E. I want friendship to be real, okay? Owen, you are in the wrong company. Vince McMahon hates friendship. You know this. Just because he doesn't have any friends. Triple H likes friendship. Yeah, he also likes hitting all of his friends with sledgehammers. That's tough love. Tough love. Hey, John? Speaking of tough love... No, there's there's no love here, my friend. Giving tough love to the WWE, in which we're gonna be like, yo, fuck you. Fuck you, WWE. Stop being shit. Stop being assholes. Set us up here, Owen. All right. So, you watched the Monday Night Raw. I did watch the Monday Night Raw. Did you put up an article? Not yet. Oh, God. This guy. But but you did see the the segment where they went, eh, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, where we partner with this shitty company called Susan... G. Komen, that's right, it's a G. Yep, Susan G. Komen, Komen for the cure. Uh, a little bit of context for, for my part in all of this. Uh, I So I watched this uh, with my lady friend, who doesn't really, appreciates, but doesn't really understand wrestling. Mm-hmm. And her response to all this was she was very confused as to why they were doing this. And mostly just was, like, cracking up when the ladies were shaking in the ropes Ultimate Warrior style, because she was like, what the fuck is this? This is so stupid. Meanwhile, you were horrified. Yeah. But, uh, I got good news for you, John. You remember that segment where uh, Dana Warrior did the speech with all the the raw women in the background? Yeah, she was like, oh, the spirit of the warrior is alive and well, and we... Honor the the spirit of my husband or some bullshit. 
and then, and then announced the three gave ladies. a bunch of belts to some women, and then they shook the ropes, and the wrestlers were like, "Hey, we're happy! This is a great thing we're doing. Let's pat ourselves on the back." Oh, John, if you missed it on Raw. They did the exact same segment on SmackDown. Oh, man, only this time now we have of Charlotte being like, Oh, man, you, yeah, you did it. But, but John, when I say the exact same segment, I mean Dana Warrior's speech was verbatim the exact same thing. I, I'm sure it was, and I'm sure, like that speech, she delivered it terribly. Goddamn right she did. John, why are we upset that they are doing this uh, breast cancer thing w- using the Ultimate Warrior, aside from Zinji Komen being a whole pile of bullshit? Um, well, part of that is that, yes, Zinji Komen is a whole pile of bullshit, and the fact that they are, you know, WWE continues to support them. Uh, That's not makes surprising, it s- though. It's not surprising, but it also gives up the ghost in a lot of ways of our problems with this breast cancer stuff to begin with, which is that generally it seems like a lot of fucking lip service and, like, trying to make themselves look good. Oh, yeah, it's what, of course it is. Like, it, it's basically a way for them to sell more shirts and then say, Ah, oh, we're giving, like, 5% to Komen for the Cure, this terrible organization. It doesn't do shit. Nope. I mean, who actually wants to fund breast cancer research? I mean, awareness, right? It's awareness. It we gotta make people aware of breast cancer. Yo, check it out! It's, it's cancer! There you go. But, this has the double factor of they're also using it to promote the legacy of the Ultimate Warrior. Which is already fucked up when they do it during the Hall of Fame stuff. Oh, it sure is, Owen. Mm-hmm. Because, let's be honest here. If you're going to be honoring people for their, like, indomitable spirit or whatever, and, like, you know, to steal some John Cena parlance, uh, overcoming the odds and never giving up, hustle, loyalty, respect, or some bullshit... Mm-hmm. Perhaps the worst person that you can use to symbolize all this is a guy who was like incredibly fucking racist, incredibly homophobic, incredibly sexist. Um, said that people in Hurricane Katrina deserved what they got because uh, New Orleans is a cesspit and everybody there is fat. Well, like he he went fucking Scott Steiner on that shit. Let me let me say that while New Orleans is a cesspit, it did not deserve a hurricane. I cannot comment on whether they're fat or not. Fat asses! There it is. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, the point is, fuck the Ultimate Warrior. That dude is fucking trash. He is pretty fucking terrible. Throw him away because he is trash. It was nice giving him that one moment for the Hall of Fame. Like, okay, that's nice. You got, you got, you got him in the Hall of Fame. Now he can go away forever, and which he did, like for realsies, because he died. He sure did. But for some reason, now he's been reborn a like symbol of 
good shit? Even though his whole life is none of that? Yeah, like, the problem, the problem with all of this is that, you know, for, you remember that great uh, thing they put out, the, the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. A DVD that no longer exists, and nobody will ever hear of it ever again. We, we should find a copy and watch it. We definitely should find a copy and watch it. Maybe for our Patreon. Ooh, that'd be a cool bonus. Yeah, okay. I, I could be down for that. But the point is, Owen, that documentary that they made, while petty and shitty, is also right. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. And that's why Ultimate Warrior threw a fit about it, because he was looked himself in the mirror, and he saw how much of a fucking asshole he is. Oh, I thought you were going to say he saw Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Fuck, why did I say that? He'll turn! Because he's also, a su- believe it or not, he actually is a mirror of the Ultimate Warrior, because he also is super racist. It's true! Except the only difference is he's still alive for some reason. The joke works on multiple levels. Yep. Thank you. Don't mention it. But please, please go on. I I said my piece. Fuck him. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> if you thought it was real shitty uh, this week, get ready to see it every single week this month. Oh yeah, it'll never end. Of course not. Because why would it? Like, the Connors Cure stuff, I can understand. It's like, ah, uh, you know, pediatric cancer. They actually have a connection to it. While some of the stuff you're doing with it is kind of annoying, it's for actually good cause. Yeah. This, like, you know, no. say what you will about, you know, people talk a lot about maybe they overstate how involved certain people were in this in the Connor thing. But, like, for as much as they, you know, maybe arguably, like overstate things to paint themselves in a better light with that, like they're still honoring a, a kid who fucking loved the WWE to death, literally because he died of cancer yep it's, you know what, as far as like, craving uses of capitalism to further your brand goes, that's that's an okay one yeah, but there's there's no good coming out of this breast cancer stuff. Nope. No ethical consumption or cat. Wait, what? Like, I don't even think the ladies who get those belts even want to be there. They're being pulled. They're being shown in front of a crowd as, as like, you know, prize horses. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, look at this. Hey, we got these people. Look at them. They're breast cancer survivors. Hi. They're heroes. We give you a belt. Have a belt. But we're not just going to do the thing that we do where we give you a belt on, like, and then just, like, let the person post it on social media. No, we're going to make you work for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Shake the ropes. Shake them, goddammit. Shake the fucking ropes, goddammit, motherfucker. God! Vince is is actually in Dana Warrior's ear. Shake the goddamn ropes. I don't want to shake the ropes. Shake them! Tell them the breath stinks. Uh, for second, I thought you said breast stink because breast cancer. Fucking heel turn, heel man. Turn. Boom. 
put breast cancer awareness in its place. Because it has no place. No, it doesn't. Instead, Fuck this. Instead of giving WWE your money for their crappy pink shirts, why don't you actually donate to actual breast cancer research? Yeah. Do that. Do that instead. Like, don't spend it on pink merchandise. I, tomorrow when we post the podcast up, you know, suggest me a uh, a research place to link to so people can actually do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. If, I'll look into it. We'll, yeah, we'll find a, We'll find an actual like company that does an actual it. reputable one that you should give your money to. Yeah, when does it actually do something? John. Yeah, Owen. That's that's all I got for wrestling news. Unless you got something. Uh, I mean, I added the fuck Ultimate Warrior to the news, so yeah, I, I that's... wasn't sure when we were going to talk about that. So I appreciate you putting it there. Had to be done. Hey, John? Yes, Owen. Monday Night Raw. It's a show that's not very good. You, you want to know a spoiler? What? Smackdown's not very good either. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that for a while. No, it, it was fine, and then it kept getting worse because Jinder Mahal keeps existing. He sure does. But tell me about Raw. Let's talk about the most important thing that happened on Raw this I, week. I didn't watch Raw, by the way. Let's talk about Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Emma and Alicia Fox. What? They wait, had a, wait, hold on. What was that last name? Alicia Fox. Oh, you mean Noam Dar's uh, girlfriend? Or no, it's his ex. Yeah, his ex. Why is she still around? She's back doing divas or women's division no, stuff. No, you were right the first time. Yeah, admittedly, like watching her continue watching her wrestle, it's like, yeah, you're, you're still doing that diva shit. Like, and it looks really bad to watch Sasha Banks do that. Like, old, oh, we're a caddy having a slap fight, man. John, last time Alicia Fox and Sasha did a. Mashed together, that's exactly what happened. Don't you remember? I tried to forget. Was what was that extreme rolls or something? Uh yes it was. Yeah. The men are gonna wrestle while the girls have cat fight in the ringside. Yay! All that said, uh what made this the most important and best part of Raw was the part where uh she had, I believe, Bailey, maybe it was Sasha, uh, in the corner and was just kicking her a bunch. And the ref uh, is all like, hey, get her out of the corner. What are you doing? Get her out of the corner. And she just screams at the ref, I don't like rules. What, what did the ref do? It's just like, uh, it's just, I don't know. Wait, she got away with it because she just doesn't believe in rules? No, I mean, she stopped doing it because she was busy screaming, I don't like rules. To be fair, I don't like rules either. <laughs> no, I, that's the thing here, is that, like, it's why I can't completely hate on Alicia Fox, even with all the problematic stuff with her, is that, like, I, I connect with her in a way. Her weird, stupid, like, I'm crazy, whoa, it's ridiculous. Hey, hey, hey. Like, okay. I kind of into it. I, I connect with it. It's like... I watch it and I'm like, eh, same. Don't don't call it stupid because 
her best work was when she was trying to be Tom Phillips' boyfriend. It was really good. It's really good. You know what I mean. It's stupid in a wonderful way. Oh, by the way, how was Tom Phillips on commentary? It's fine. Was it better than Michael Cole? It's, yeah, that's, you know, fucking not super hard. Also, hey, congratulations to Adam Cole on getting married. What? Get it. Because Michael Cole went to his son's wedding, and I'm saying that Adam Cole is his son. Oh, uh, I see. I, I thought his you, name. It would have been better if you said that his son was getting married. You see, the, the joke is that Adam Cole and Michael Cole have the same fake last name. No, John, you're supposed to also say also his wife is pregnant, and they're going to have a baby! Took it too far. Of course I did, because I don't want to talk about this. You took it too far. Move on. Well, good job. Now we won't talk about it anymore. Good. Tell me more about Alicia Fox. Did she That's win? All she... No, of course not. Oh. Are you kidding? You think they're going to let Emma win a match? Ever again? No. Aside from that one time she won a match? And now, apparently, the person that she beat in that match is challenging Alexa Bliss for the title and fucking beating like almost beating fucking Nia Jax clean okay I have an important question because I did see something from Raw involving Alexa Bliss and Mickey James oh yeah you I'm sure you saw the great part the the, the back uh, the part where she went to her locker room yep where since when do people have their own locker room? I mean, look, Mickey James is a star. She's a veteran. Maybe she had that in her rider. No, no, Alexa Bliss was the one with a locker room. Oh, I mean, she's the champion. But since when has they gotten their own locker room, which is just a random room backstage that they put a gold star on? She's the champion. She gets what she wants. This was... Just, none of that didn't make any sense to me. It kind of ruined everything in that segment for me. I feel like you're focusing on the wrong, the bad parts of this oh, I, 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 show. I didn't listen to any of the parts where they were talking because I had it on mute because I didn't care. Okay, well, good. So, what were they talking about? Anything good? No, no, not, not at all. Just... A lot of like, ah, I'm, no, Dan, did you left you a present? Ha 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 ha! You, they called you old. You're old. I, okay, so this whole Mickey James thing about her like being old. Um, and again, she is the same age as Samojo and younger than Sheamus. I was about to also make those comparisons, and also she looks really good. Uh, yeah. Like what? Are, what are you doing? This this is not working. This, this whole gimmick it makes no sense. She's very good looking for her age, and also she's not that old. Also, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like, hey, dickheads, with your fucking women's revolution bullshit. Like, having a storyline where, yeah, I get it. Alexa's the heel. She's gonna say some crooked shit, but like. Having a storyline where the entire thing is, this woman is old, when, like, there's a fucking bad fucking misogynist stereotype in this fucking society of, like, women who get above a certain fucking age, like, say, mid-30s, are, like, 
fucking useless and have no purpose anymore. Like, you are just fucking reinforcing every single fucking bad thing that the women's revolution was supposed to be fighting against. Why are you surprised at this? I'm not surprised, I'm just... Like, John, John do, fuck you, you. do you not remember the last uh, storyline that Mickey James was in when she was in WWE before she left? And and the storyline pretty much was the reason why she left? Oh, Piggy James? Oh, yeah. See, yeah, it, that that was cool. It's a weird. Gone they're, from they're, calling her fat to calling her old. Weird. So the same company that's age shaming her also did fat shaming. Who could have seen that coming? Right. Weird. Huh. You need to just expect this bullshit. Oh, I expect it. That doesn't make me any less disgusted by it, Fair and disgusted enough. by their utter fucking hypocrisy. Fair enough. The fact that I expect them to be shitlords doesn't make me any less angry about them being shitlords. What else you got? Uh, I ranted so much that my notes disappeared. Hold on. Here, let me, let me you know, I, I, I don't need notes. I tell you what you had next. Uh, sure, I mean, I was about to say, you know, I don't need notes to, to bitch about this. They made me not fucking care about Braun Strowman. What the fuck? Oh, that wasn't the thing I was going to say, but wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. You don't care about Braun Strowman? Why the fuck should I care about Braun Strowman? You guys fucking ask and say it to him about Brock Lesnar. Like, you're so not caring about Braun Strowman that you're not even calling him Bing Bong. No. Like, it's, you know, okay, fine. Like, am I really supposed to fucking care that, like, he fucking beat Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, and yeah, okay, you can make the argument of, oh, but they're the tag team champions. Oh, they're former world champions. Like, come on. This should be, this is something important. But it's fucking Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Who gives a shit? I mean, they're two-thirds of the Shield. Everyone loves the Shield. What have they done for me lately? I mean, they haven't existed for, like, four years. Exactly. And more importantly, what have Ambrose and Rollins done for me lately? Like, their fucking tag team in business has been good, like, but it's also something that's been about rehabilitating them because they fucked them up so badly for a long time. I have an idea of how you can make them real good. And I'll say, yeah, Braun. So, uh, you saw the, uh, the segment with, uh, Roman Reigns and the Miz. I sure did. Where Roman Reigns won the match against the Intercontinental Champion, because of course he did. Yeah, you know. But, uh. But hey, Miz got, got back at him this week in fucking prime fashion. Yeah, but do you remember last week when they had the Mistrage doing the shield fist bump? Yeah. And this week, it was the Miz doing it with uh, the bar? Yeah, we'll get to that, but let me just say one thing before we talk about that. What about the Miz and the Mistrage fucking, like, delay, pause, pause, where the fuck are they? Oh shit, they're at the shield spot. That was really good. So good! It was so fucking good. I did not God see, damn it, I love The Miz. I did not see that coming. I didn't either. And when it happened, I was like, fuck. But if you can't tell, it looks like they're going to replace The Miz with the bar. Yeah, and what? Like, on one hand, I'm, I'm not opposed to it because, 
yo, the bar is way better than the Miztourage. Like, if you're gonna get a bunch of people to have a, a dumb match that maybe shouldn't happen, like, hey, the the bar is a good choice to be in there. It's not like they're doing that much right now. So, right there, so they replaced the Miztourage with the bar. What if next week they replaced the Miz with Braun? We had the b- I, the bar and brawn, the brawn bar against the shield. I would be shockingly into that, right? If I'm being honest, like I would be way into that. That'd be great. Like that would cause an actual reason for the shield to reunite, and then they could triple power bomb Braun Strowman through a table, and it'd be amazing. It would be really cool. It would be a good image. So why aren't they doing that? Well, Owen, I mean, that gets back to the important question that I have from watching this segment and, you know, watching the past couple weeks of Raw and, you know, No Mercy. What the fuck are they doing with Braun? Nothing. Like, how is fucking... How is this supposed to rehabilitate him? How is this supposed to get him, like, in a... Anywhere near back to where he was before they fucking fed him to Brock? Like, he beat Dean Ambrose. Who cares? He's a fucking, like... He, he's literally like a fucking wrestling buddy doll. Like, it's Seth Rollins... Okay, Seth Rollins is better. Seth Rollins is actually quality. Seth Rollins co- hits cool high knees. Maybe not as cool as Roderick Strong. I feel really bad that I'm, I'm, you know, complimenting him. But hey, that match on this week's NXT was pretty good. But still... It's Seth fucking Rollins. Excuse me, it's Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, fair. You got me there. Still, though, like, okay, yeah, he's the guy that that beat Triple H. King he's Slayer. the guy that beat Samoa Joe. He's what has he done for me lately? Arsonist. He is the architect. There it is. Because I'm about to say, like, isn't Randy Orton actually the arsonist? Why didn't he have the burnt down shirt? question the world may never know Owen. Mm-hmm. anyway uh yeah what why why any of this right, that's a good question what are you doing with Braun? like i it's actually i know what they're doing with Braun. fucking nothing they literally have nothing for him now yeah he already did the brock lesnar match so and he lost that so he's got nowhere to go Nope, there's nobody else on in there on his level except for Brock, and fucking Brock's gonna be gone for another fucking couple months because it's fucking Brock, and that's what he does. And Big Show's gone, because he's playing Destiny. Yep. Which is a, still a good game. Pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I gave you a way for him to do something important. Have him fight the, sh- the shield. I mean, yeah, again, that would be great. But I'm not going to do it. Of course they're not, but they should. They should should do a lot of things. They should make a quality show, but that's very hard for them to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to talk about a great example of that? Let's talk about the fucking whiplash that was the main event. I don't even know what the main event is anymore because of the weird structure Raw is. Yeah, fair argument there. But I am talking about the actual canonical main event of Enzo Amore talking some bullshit. They put a video up on YouTube 
ranking his insults. And I just wanted to die watching it. It's like some of them weren't bad, I'll admit. I don't like his his shit that he says to Drew Gulak. Like why is he Captain Underpants? I don't get it. Yeah, some of them were pretty He's fucking lazy. He doesn't know wear a cape. Yeah, like he doesn't. There's so many. Like you can make some fucking Tucker Carlson jokes. Yeah. But like, yeah, okay. Some of them were admittedly pretty lame, but he's a fucking heel. It's, that's fine. Yeah, all he had, he's supposed to suck. All he had for Brian Kendrick was, "You look like a hobo." You know, fair, but also game recognized game. The point of all this here, Owen, is, yo, Enzo Amore as a heel and this promo was fucking awesome. Like, it reminded me of all of the things that it, look, it remind, it took me back to an era of 2013, watching this dude appear on NXT and being like, what the fuck is this crazy dude? What are these things that he's saying? And then being tricked into being super stoked when Mason Ryan showed up and fucking killed him. Yep. Like that was, he was great at that. And like, it was a great reminder of like all the reasons that I liked Enzo in the first place. And like the fact that like all he had to do was like not even change a single thing he's doing, but put like a, you know, change the target of just like being a fucking even more of an arrogant dick about it against everybody. Like he's a fucking great. At his, he's a fucking amazing talker. Like say what you will about his wrestling ability. It's awful, mm-hmm. but like you see why he is continues to be employed for his talking ability and why they turned him heel. You know, aside from the fact of, let's just be honest. Everybody hates him. Mm-hmm. But, uh... And, and how do they respond, Owen? How do they respond to what was admittedly a very good and strong segment of, like, making Enzo look like the biggest prick on the planet and making you want to see this motherfucker get it in any way possible? Oh, oh John, I know, I know. So, Kurt Angle comes out and says that he, since no one's eligible for a title shot, he assigned somebody new to the Cruiserweight division. And it's like, oh shit, what? And, and then he brings out a new guy from NXT that's white hot. He's gonna have a great, great pro, a great uh, feud to start out, right? Holy shit, Johnny Gargano! Johnny Wrestling himself. Psych! It's fucking Kalisto. Fuck. And the crowd was fucking dead. I was dead. Oh yeah, of course. Like, what? Really? Kalisto? This hot new wrestler. Kalisto. Gonna do a good cruiserweight thing. Woo! Woo! You know, I feel bad, because Kalisto is a very good wrestler. No, I enjoy... I disagree with good wrestler. I, I, I have enjoyed Kalisto matches. I saw his NXT rival match in person. I know that that was. I'll never forget. I'll never forgive him for that. That match was so bad. 
He did a mediocre lucha thing that night. I'm way below mediocre. Okay, a bad lucha thing. The ropes are not his friend. Apparently not. Anyway, yeah. Fucking Kalisto. This is your first feud for Enzo Amore. Like, not any of the people that you spent all this time building up as, like, you know, big baby faces for 205 Live. Not like any of your cool people like Tozawa or Mufasa Ali. Mufasa fucking Ali. Mustafa Ali, sorry. I know, but that Enzo called him Mufasa, so I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, no. No. Fucking Kalisto. A guy who we haven't seen since, like, I don't re- even remember. Was it... Was it getting killed by Braun Strowman in that dumpster match, or was it, yeah. uh, did he, or was his stupid fight with, uh, Apollo Crews that never ended after that? Uh, he's been on main event. You know, he's been on main event beating Dash Wilder. Man, is that where Dash lives now? Yes, he does. Oh. It's, it's, re- it's really sad what's going on with main event. I'm not going to say yeah to that. You shouldn't, because there's nowhere to clink with. And nothing to clink with. It's all bad. This is the worst timeline. It truly is. But but yeah, Kalista, that sure made me want to tune into 205 Live on uh, Tuesday. And by that, I mean I 100% did not watch it. Yep. Yeah, like, it, good job, guys. You fucking once again killed the cruiserweights. Like, like I, it, I tuned in last you, week for a bit because of Enzo, but this week, no. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on SmackDown, they're like, oh, t- tune in 205 Live for the in-ring debut of Kalisto. Like, fucking what? That's not the... The in-ring debut of a dude we've seen wrestle for three fucking years. Former United States champion, remember that? Former tag team champion, NXT. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Also, yeah, fuck, he did beat... Who'd he beat? Rusev? Um... Maybe? Probably. I feel like he beat Rusev, and then Rusev beat him back. Yes, that's what it was. It was Rusev. Which I'm excited to talk about Rusev uh, later. Yeah, well, there you go, folks. The cruiserweight division, they've gone, they've spent one week, in one segment, they went from white-hot fire to completely dead again. Hey, John? Yeah, Owen? Is it time to play everyone's favorite game show? I believe it's time once again to play It's Raw, Do You Care? Alright, let's just do it. I honestly can't even think of anything else that happened on Raw. It was so bad. So you don't even care? No, I don't. Alright, that's it for Raw then. Like, I, I, can, I can take a look and see if there's nope. anything... Zori said you don't care. Like, uh, I mean, look, we didn't talk about... Oh, wait, no. We did talk about that. Yeah, we, we covered everything. Oh, shit, What? I have fucking breaking news! Actual breaking news? Uh, breaking news as of, I, I don't know, but we didn't talk about it, so... 
shit, fuck, what? What? So, uh, they announced the name for the next NXT TakeOver. Uh, wouldn't it be TakeOver wherever they are? Uh, you'd think it would be that, right? Wait, is it not? NXT TakeOver War Games! Wait. No. They fucking brought back War Games for NXT! No, they're not. I'm looking at this. I don't believe this. This is not real. Hold on. This fucking Triple H posted this on the Twitter. Hold on, wait. I need to see if they're actually if he's actually at nine oh six p.m. Now here's an important question. Wait, the War Games name was made famous as one of the premier match types. Yeah, the match beyond. Yes, of course, it's the match beyond. The match beyond. Yes, we all know. Two rings and close this cage. First four. So, um, are they actually gonna fucking do war games? Or are they just calling it that? Oh, and if you're gonna ask that, you might as well ask, why are they doing Starcade in November? I mean, they're not even airing it on the network. Are they really not? Nope. Bunch of dicks. So hold on, where's where's this taking place? The board games. Uh, Houston. This was what was formerly NXT Takeover Houston. I mean, they already had a Takeover Houston though, didn't they? No. They, there's Dallas. They're Dallas and San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. Okay, so it wasn't he. Huh. Hey, John. Yeah, Owen. Do you want Do you want to go to Houston? Uh, no. I kind of. If they're actually gonna fucking do war games, I may want to go see some war games. That's the thing. Is yeah. If if they are doing it right and they're not just doing their fucking usual thing of taking of taking the fucking corpse and you know reusing its parts like. I, I want I want to see war games. No, here's the thing, John. It has to be two rings. I know. If they don't, two rings in a cage. If they don't, if they don't do two rings, then it's not war games. I'm aware. And they have to have the announce. They have to have whoever the announcer is at night yell, and now it's time for the match beyond. Pin submission or surrender. Also, they need to bring Dusty Rhodes back from the grave. I mean, they just need to do that in general, but they, should just have Dustin they especially need to do it to have him call war games. They should have Dustin do it. We saw Dustin recently. He's, he exists. He's, he cosplays as Gold Dust, which is weird, but whatever. John, they gotta fucking do war games. Come on, it's, it's my favorite match type of all time. I know, man. You think I don't want fucking war games? I want fucking war games. Holy shit, war, like actual war games in 2017? That would be fucking amazing. And I feel like if anyone can get away with it, if anyone can get away with that shit, it's fucking Hunter. Because who fucking cares what NXT does? Vince don't. But wait, is it taking place in the same arena as the other, uh, yeah, is Toyota Center? Yeah. I don't think they're going to do the two rings then. Because they're going to be, the following night, they got to have Survivor Series, which is going to have one ring. 
whatever, man. I don't, like, ha- I don't have faith in this. I don't have faith in it either. Like, come on. We're fantasy booking. That's fine. No, I'm not fantasy booking. I'm, I'm being dead serious. It, it, they need to do it right or else they are. I'm, again, I'm not disagreeing. I want war games. Do you think I'm kidding when I say I want war games? I want fucking war games. I just know they're not going to do it because this is WWE we're talking about. Fuck. Why did you say that on the, in the middle of the show? Now you throw me off. Because when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, what? I want to... I know! We all want war games! What if they have a special... Oh, shit. I just thought of something, John. Oh? What if they have... A... They don't make an NXT TakeOver Philadelphia? What if they make an NXT TakeOver World War Three? Again, they need to do World War Three right. Oh well, yeah, I mean obviously there would be three rings. Three rings. But also there's not enough people in NXT to fill those rings. Oh come on. You just like get all the fucking cruiserweights involved, get like the the UK people. All five yeah, of them. UK- yeah, get the UK people. I'm fucking bring in like uh, some fucking ringers. Like shit man, get get Coda back. Get uh get Chikara people in there. Since we're in Philadelphia. Yeah, why not? I mean, shit, you already have Drew Gulak there. You're already making bad decisions based on location, so why not? I'll fight you. Hey, you like that? No. You like that motherfucker? No, I don't like it. I'm done talking about this. I want to talk about SmackDown now, you piece of shit. Let's talk about SmackDown. What do you think about Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, I think he's... Well, I mean, the the Jinder Mahal tells me that I should not like him because he's Asian and, and Asian stereotypes, so it must be true, right? Well, if if WWE is saying it, well, they would not, they would not, surely they well, would not use John, old stereo, shitty old well, stereotypes so glibly. John, well, he had an in-ring interview with Renee Young. Which involved her setting him up. Jinder or Nakamura? Nakamura. Guys, right, so oh. what do you think about Nakamura? Then so Renee interviewed him in the ring and set him up to say really cheesy sh- shit with his mm. accent where he talks slowly. How do you think that went in front of a live crowd? Yeah, no. Do you, th- do you think they... Chanted what in between all his pauses? Yeah, I'm damn gonna right guess they, they did. Probably chanted what a whole lot. They chanted what at Nakamura, and those people deserve to die. Where the fuck were they? Denver. They're still in Denver. Did you not notice that the set was on Raw was the SmackDown set? No, I didn't. I didn't care enough. They they did the thing where the bombs smack down the tops raw. It's what they always do when it's uh, both brands. But yeah, this was real. This was a terrible idea to do, and I did not need need to hear Nakamura said the words "sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me." It, what you said that. Was Nakamura a seven-year-old? Yes. I think the, whoever wrote his lines is a seven-year-old. 
Now, come on, let's be fair. He's a 70-year-old, please. Kill turn! Kill turn. But, uh, yeah, he, they, he got interrupted by the same brothers who we found out have actual theme music now. Is it good theme music? That's just generic Indian music. Cool. And they introduced Jinder Mahal to come out, except he comes out through the crowd and attacks Nakamura from behind. Oh, shit! Is Jinder the shield, too? Um... I mean, India is one of the call signs for the shield. You know, it's... Uh, Sierra. Uh, what's the other one? What's it, what's the Sierra, one? Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. See? India's in there, so there you go. So yeah, they brawled. Uh, Nakamura got the advantage, set up for the Kinshasa, but the Singh brothers grabbed his feet, and then he got hit, got hit by Coloss, and Jinder Mahal's standing tall. Oh no! Oh, yeah. This is not a good feud. Still. Hey, Owen, I just remembered, actually, there is some news. What? Not to, uh... Not to spoil your predictions here that you're going to be doing at the end of the show, but, uh... Hey, WWE is going to be touring India in December for the first time. Yeah, I'm aware. I've I've known this for quite a while, hence why I'm pretty sure Jinder's going to hold the belt for a while. Yeah, so get hyped for Jinder to hold the belt until at least mid-December. Unless he drops the belt and then gets it back in time, which is very likely. The swerve people, you know. Fuck off. Just saying. They, they might do it. But yeah, this is, this match, this feud is bad. The title, the WWE Championship now means nothing. They're not even putting this in a cell. It's probably not, it's probably... At best, it'll be the third to last match of the night. Unless they fit it in between the two cell matches somehow. No. Dumb. You know else is dumb? Everything? Pairing up Natalia and Carmella in the tag team yet again. What? Again? Uh-huh. What is the story? Oh no! Because remember, a few weeks ago, I said, "Yeah, have Carmella not being at the No More Contenders match made sense because you have her lay low for a while so she could surprise people." Yeah, yeah. Now she's like in the forefront, going, "Hey, I got the briefcase. I might cash it in on Sunday," which means that she's not going to because who cares? But yeah, they also had a backstage uh, promo before it where. She said, oh, Ellsworth, and Natalia said, oh, Ellsworth is a male dog, so that must make you a female dog. You know what that uh, means. Uh, uh, Wink. Uh, uh. Like, oh, you made a bitch joke. That's funny. Uh. Why don't you go back to saying song lyrics? That was a funny gimmick. I actually legitimately liked when she was using song lyrics. Do you remember that? Nope. Whenever she talked like Danny Bryan stuff, she always, like, said it in lyrics to songs, and she never admitted that she was doing it. It was really funny. But Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember this. Yep. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give this match one positive, aside from the fact they were fighting Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Was that Corey Graves on commentary was pointing out that, yeah, um, Charlotte's 
kind of doesn't have that fire anymore that she had on Raw because over there she was like multi-time women's champion and here she hasn't even won it once and said now she's like having fake tea parties with Becky Lynch. As you do. Pretty much calling out, yeah, this face shit sucks. He's not good over here. No. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Except it'll be really good at Starcade though. Which, Will uh, it? Oh yeah, I'll. It'll be part of my predictions for a Hell in a Cell. Don't worry. But yeah, the match ends with the uh, Carmella laying out Becky with the briefcase when the ref's not looking, and uh, Charlotte tapping out the sharpshooter. Cool. I wonder who's gonna win. I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm, I don't know, Owen. Are you ready for the actual worst part of the night? The actual worst. We haven't gotten to it already? Oh no, this is the actual worst. Because I haven't mentioned a certain somebody. So Bobby Roode is fighting Mike Kanellis. Remember Mike Kanellis? I do. I also remember that I don't understand why Bobby Roode's a fucking face. I'll I'll get to that. But Mike Kanellis, you know, the power of love, the whole, you know, love thing with his wife. It's lovely. Yeah, she's not there. Well, yeah, she's pregnant. Exactly. So his gimmick makes no sense anymore. Bobby Roode is still over with the fans for his glorious stuff and beat him in like a minute. Sure. Then Dolph Ziggler came out. And this is when it got real bad. He's like, oh, I'm preparing a big entrance for Sunday. It's going to be great. Here, let me try out a few things. And one of them just involved putting a siren over the um, the PA system for no reason. Holler if you hear me! It, it, it was not the one from... It was not Scott Steiner's, and it was not... Cesaro's. It was just a shitty generic one. Because Come on, if, if he did the Scott Steiner entrance, I would say this is the greatest shit ever. But it was not. Aww. I know, I know. There's like, oh wait, I got something else. Then he comes out with one of those big drums that you like strapped to the front of you, and came and was drumming that. That was stupid. Got some like dollar store streamer things that you pop through that the crowd. All this with no music, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And then he's got noisemakers. He's spinning around like, hey, it's makers. Hilarious bit. I'm really into it. Oh, it's it's so funny. The crowd's really like giving any reaction to it. Because then he pulls out an air horn and just holds it down and then holds it up to a microphone. So it's really fucking loud and annoying. Fuck Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, what is Dolph's character? I don't know. Like is his character just that he sucks? Because, yeah, I I agree. I've agreed for a while that Dolph Ziggler sucks, but you really don't have anything better than this guy is just a dude that sucks? Yeah. Apparently. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm giving up, you know, in fairness, I, I'm going to stop fucking around and, and act like, and stop acting like I don't know what the, his point is. Because this is the problem, is about out of all this is, they made Dolph Ziggler totally fucking suck, like totally f- 
look like a fucking idiot and all this. And then his his thesis point is also completely right and fucking buries his opponent. Yeah, because his whole point is at the end is I'm going to prove that you're nothing more than an entrance. And he kind of is. Exactly. I'm not looking forward to this match. It's going to be bad. And I don't want to see Dolph Ziggler's entrance because it's probably going to be nothing. Yeah, hey, you want to bet it's just going to be Dolph Ziggler's regular entrance? How about if it's just Dolph Ziggler's already in the ring? (laughs) I would be waiting to that one. Best entrance is no entrance. The only way to win is not to play. We had a good segment where the Usos uh, read the New Day of their rights before entering the Uso Penitentiary. Okay. And they straight up said, you can put the entire tag team division in that cell with us because we got this division on lock. It's a lockdown, baby. Hmm? Lock me up and throw away the key. No, man. The Usos are going to fuck me up. You do that. Well, the New Day came out to save the day. Because uh, they may have been read their rights, but the, the New Day is going to read them their lefts. God. No. It was actually kind of clever. They're talking about how they, like, left things and stuff. It, 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 you just listen to the promo. It's actually pretty good. Clever. They're talking about leaving things and all that. They're going to leave them in the ring on the mat when they retain their belts. It's good. Good okay, alright, that that sounds like it's not terrible. Usos and the New Day are good together. That, that is definitely true. They need to finish this, though. You can't go anywhere after Hell in a Cell. Just finish the feud, please. Being a tag division, they announced the, um, what the match is for the kickoff show. Oh, really? It's going to be Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable against the Hype Bros. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Hey, man, I'm going to see Chad Gable do wrestle things. I I do like Chad Gable. Sean Benjamin's pretty good, too. I do like Sean Benjamin. I hope both... They're both good at WrestleMans. I would like both teams to break up at the same time. (laughs) Fine. And then end up having Zack Ryder and Chad Gable team up against Mojo and Shelton. Sure. That'd be really good. Ty Dillinger fought Baron Corbin. Again? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, this this show. This fucking storyline is terrible. I don't understand why Ty Dillinger is not in this in a triple threat for the title. I don't get it. Oh, I don't get anything. Oh, you want you want to know who won the match between the you know Baron Corbin the guy who's fighting for the title and Ty Dillinger? Gee, I wonder, is it going to be Baron Corbin, the guy who they're burying but still making look okay, I guess, or is it going to be the guy that the crowd likes that never wins? I told you one. Wait, really? You you rolled them up and pinned them. Oh, nice! And then AJ was on the Tron making fun of him. Like, you, you, you suck at everything, Baron Corbin. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. That's the problem. Again, we're back to the Dolph Ziggler problem of you may suck and you may be a dick and I may hate you, 
But that fucking final point of yours is actually right. God damn it. Yep. But AJ's always been good. And he's always right. He's he's the, the face that runs the place. The house that AJ Styles built. None was wanted that day. None was wanted any day, to be fair. Now, are you ready for the best segment of the night? Sure. So, uh, last week was Rusev Day. Remember the whole Pride of Bulgaria celebration? Yeah, he got he got the key to the city. And Aiden English sang for him, and then they ate RKO's because Randy Orton's a dick. Yeah, Randy Orton hates non-American countries, we know. Well, Aiden English is a good man, and he's... He's gonna go out. He hates Amer. He hates non-American countries so much that he couldn't be in our military. He'll turn. Uh-huh. But Aiden English is gonna fight for Rusev's honor. Aww, that's so sweet. Hey, they're buddies now, and Rusev cut a promo beforehand where he's talked about how, in in the best delivery, he talked about how. Last week was Rusev Day, and then Randy Orton ruined it. He just stares at the at the camera and yells, "He ruined it." Well, he certainly did. Are you gonna argue with it? Because I'm not. Which is why the title of my about last night is "You ruined it" in all caps. You blew it. And Rusev says that you know, for now on, there's gonna be nothing but but happy Rusev days, including Sunday. He's gonna be a happy Rusev Day. Aww. When he beats Randy Orton. That's so sweet. I, I, John, we need to live like every day is Rusev Day. That's how we should live our lives. Every day can be Rusev Day if you believe. Oh, by the way, uh, Aiden English lost to Randy Orton in a little over a minute. A word? Aiden English got to do some stuff, though, including when he jumped off the middle rope, he actually avoided the RKO this time. Because he saw it coming, he's like, actually, no, you're not hitting me with that RKO. But then he That's ate very one. long. Then he ate one later, anyway. But the best part, which I gift in about last night, is Thanks, that, RKO Obama. Is that when Orton was celebrating, Rusev was trying to slide, slowly slide into the ring, and said Randy Orton quickly snapped around and did his viper pose at him. <laughs> yeah, where he flops down and puts his fists on the mat. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, I know. The one. And he just had to stare down with him, and Rusev just pauses for a minute, and then slowly slides out. <laughs> it's really good. It's pretty good. I'm looking forward to this match. I can't believe I'm saying that. I want to see Rusev and Randy Orton fight. For more than three seconds. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, they're worse things. And the final segment of the evening was Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. In a face-to-face. Face-to-face. Because they haven't done that throughout this entire thing. And they didn't during this one either. Because uh, before he came out, uh, Sami Zayn, who seems seems to be okay, despite you know being murdered last week. Figure that one out. I can't figure that one out. Uh, he was trying to warn Shane not to do this because he's like, listen, uh, Kevin Owens has never been this like psychotic and deranged and you know straight up evil before, and you you aren't ready you aren't ready for this. You need to be more careful. You need to watch yourself because, listen, I was the best man at his wedding, and look what he did to me. 
Imagine what he's going to do to you on Sunday. Hey, kind of had it coming, Sammy. And Jamie McMahon blows them off like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't. Again, fair. It's Sammy Zayn. Hey, fuck you. You're Sammy Zayn. I'm going. I'm going to the ring. Yeah, reasonable. And Shane, are you going to argue with him? Because I'm not. Shane comes out to the ring and says, "Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to beat you to a pulp at on Sunday. And in fact, I'm going to change the rules to the match." What? He changed the rules. It's no longer what? a Hell in a Cell match. It's a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match. Oh my god! So That's so crazy! I can't believe it! Now they can be pinned not just in the ring, but in the area around the ring that's or, in the cell. Or on top of the cell. Oh no, not on top of the cell! Uh, it, that's so danger! Well, you he, he called out Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens didn't show up. Except he did and he was... At the top of the steps in the crowd. Said, oh shit, Kevin Owens is shield too? Yes, he is. And he's coming out like, here here comes the money, here comes the real money, that's me, I'm the real money. And I'm the shield, it's me! And as he starts singing... I'm the Roman Reigns! As he starts singing the Shane McMahon's theme, he's like, Ashley, your song kind of sucks. Yeah? And then he's like, and actually, I'm kind of sick of being in Denver, I'm leaving. <laughs> You know what? After seeing what they did to Nakamura, I'm not going to argue. And Shane, continuing to be an idiot, says, well, I'm going to bring the fight to you then, and chased after him. And they fought in the concourse of the arena. Whoa. In the merch stand and in the concession stand. And Shane got powerbombed through a merch table, and it looked brilliant. He really got murdered by that table. Okay. Yep. And then Kevin Owens came back to the ring and said, I accept your false count anywhere, but I'm going to beat you so badly that you don't even remember your son's names. And... Oh, no. Said his kids again. And, and, and you know, you love jumping off sh- shit, but you're not going to worry about that on Sunday because I'm going to throw you off the Hell in a Cell. Okay. And then Shane came back. Like, he was all red-faced and exhausted and beat up, but he still came back down, even though Kevin Owens told him not to. And you can see a GIF online, which I didn't post... I did not post in my article, because it's everywhere else, of some girl in the crowd twerking while he's coming down in the steps. Fucking weird as hell. What? You, You find that GIF. I, I will. It's just uh, okay. Jane's like out of breath and old red face and like selling, and this girl just gets down the aisle, starts twerking. Okay, as you do. It was not a very good twerk, but whatever. I mean, look, they're in Denver. Fair enough. Also, she was drunk. Again, they're in Denver. Uh huh. Yeah, Shane got back in the ring and got the shit kicked out of him, and he got a. Big ol' headbutt by Kevin Owens, and it looks great. And did his he head get sliced open, too? No, it did not. Oh. But yeah, Kevin needs to stop doing those headbutts, because it looks vicious. Does he? Yeah, he's gonna get a head injury. He's legitimately headbutting these people. 
what if he deserves it? No, no one deserves it. Come on now. But yeah, she I mean, pop up. He is. I, I, look, man, I'm just going to quote the sign. He is a jerk. Yes, but no one deserves brain injuries. Even jerks. Yeah, Shane okay. got pop up powerbomb too, and that's how the show ended. Oh no! I'm really looking forward to that match. I want to see someone get thrown off the cell. They've said it now. It has to happen. I mean, probably will. Really high up though. It's terrifying. But yeah, that's it. That's uh, SmackDown. It had two, three, maybe three good moments, and everything else was terrible. Thumb, it's in the middle. Good job, WWE. You did it. Yeah, you made me not give SmackDown a thumbs up. Hey, John, tell me about NXT. Alright, let's talk about the most important thing that happened in this week's NXT. Let's talk about... The, they open the show, and there's a dude in the crowd wearing a fucking Turok shirt. But not, like, you know, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Like, the fucking 2008 Turok reboot that Disney made. What? Wait, what? Disney? Disney made it Turok? Yeah, man. You never played it? No. It's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. That's good. It's very different. Like, it's kind of a stealth game. But with fucking dinosaurs. There are dinosaurs? Oh, totally. There's fucking dinosaurs. It's basically like you're it's weird. You're like you're on a fucking alien planet and like there's fucking dinosaurs on this alien planet and you're fucking killing these like fucking crazy dudes that have taken over the alien planet and you use a bunch of bait to feed them to fucking dinosaurs. It's great. That sounds okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty okay. Tell me more about this episode. That that that's it. That's the only good thing that happened. Okay. Like I wore a, a shirt with the Turok on it. I well, like that. Well, great. It's yeah. NXT. Thumbs in the middle. Okay, let's let's talk about. Oh, the, I thought you were being serious. I was I was ready to move on. No, let, let's talk about. It. Let's actually talk about it. Uh, first match was Ruby Riot versus the uh, the iconic duo. Oh, yeah, I thought she was pairing up with Nikki Cross. Well, you know. Can't pair up with someone who's not there and doesn't show up, and she's all like, I don't trust you anyway. Hmm. Some dude in the crowd at the very beginning chants, Ruby sucks, and the crowd fucking eviscerated him. It was very funny. I That was me. My bad. It, it was very funny how the crowd fucking, like, actually hated you. Like, legitimately hated you. That's fair. I had it coming. Yeah, you did, Owen. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Also, hey, would would you be surprised if I told you that Nikki Ross showed up? Why? Well, I don't believe it. I... So, we've already determined that I don't know if I'm really into... Uh, Ruby Riot that much. Mm-hmm. Another thing I've determined, Owen, I really don't think I'm into Nikki Cross as a face. Understandable. It's weird, and like her having like 
her like weird like I'm crazy, I do I'm feral, I do whatever, and having those be like fired up baby face moments, like something about it just doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. With all that said, she did a really fucking good Scorpion Death Drop. Oh, awesome. I was into that part. I was that that part was great. Uh yeah, Ruby Riot got the pin. Of course. Maybe it was on Billy Kay. Maybe it was on Peyton Royce. They're both the same, so I don't care. Fuck you. No, they're <laughs> not. Gotcha. No. Lars Sullivan cut a promo. No. He did. Just speed up, people. Don't talk. He, he needs to, to work on his talking. Like, the thing is, yeah, like, when he talks, he just sounds like a normal dude. And, like, yo, you're, like, a big scary monster man who's fucking cool and crazy shit when you're in, when you're in the ring being your character. That's super dope. But here, you're, you're talking and you basically sound like you're an angrier, roided up Roderick Strong. Be like Braun. Yeah, exactly. Like, he needs that gravitas. He needs that grit, that anger that Braun has. I, I meant just like everyone in general should just be like Braun. And yell, I'm not life. finished with you? And kill Enzo Amore? Just because yeah. he can? Yeah, when, whenever, you know, a job gets tough and you don't think you're able to finish it, just yell, I'm not finished with you, and then flip over a ambulance. Can't argue with it. Hmm? Anyway, uh, yeah, that that was dumb. But hey, Owen, what is your opinion of Leo Rush? I heard he's extremely good. Yeah, uh, this is his debut match. Oh, not uh, how is he? Is he? I don't he know anything. I don't know anything about him before this, but the crowd was fucking. Incredibly excited. Yeah, well, that's why I've heard he's extremely good. So I wanted to know did he deliver? And then Alistair Black came out. What? Yeah, they're doing is that, that still. Is Alistair Black a heel? No, because here's the thing, Owen. Alistair Black does his entrance, and then cuts to the ring. And a dude in a fucking wrestle in a fucking luchador mask is jumping Leo Rush and beating the shit out of him. What? And I was like, "Holy shit, El Vagabondo's back!" Was it? And then he pulls off his mask and whoops! It's the Velveteen Dream. Was was the mask p- purple? No. What? No! Come on. This is a Velveteen Dream in a Luchador mask, and he rips it off. He's like, hey, it's me! I'm beating the shit out of this guy! Uh, not, not a fan. And then, it was fucking great. He he did the Purple Rainmaker. It was awesome. I like the Velveteen Dream. Sure. And then, Alistair Black came to the ring, and he was like, he, tried, he was yelling at him to, to say his name. And Alistair Black just, you know, sat in the ring and was all, like, pensive and doing his, like, meditative crouch sitting. And 
uh, Velveteen Dream kept screaming that he was going to make him say his name. And I really enjoyed it, but then I stopped really enjoying it because the crowd was really was really mad at the Velveteen Dream. Well, yeah, for you'd be able to hear Rush. Like, he was getting some serious heat. But I'm not sure how much of that was, like, good heat. He attacked Leo Rush. They wanted to see him wrestle. Yeah, but hearing the, the fucking vitriol and, like, the level that some people were in this crowd were taking it to, I'm just saying I kind of got some some mid-90s gold dust heel vibes. Oh, oh, no. No, yeah, I got those kind of vibes of, like, they're hating on... They're hating on him because he's androgynous and, like... Flamboyant. Yeah, flamboyant and, like, sexually ambiguous. Fuck off, crowd. Yeah, like... I hope it's hey, just you. M- yeah, maybe... Maybe it's just me. Maybe it, I'm, you know, overthinking things a little bit. But, like, the level of fucking vitriol, like... The things that people were screaming, like, I didn't hear so many, like, slurs or anything, but I really got that vibe. Oh, no. It kind of made me uncomfortable at a point. Uh. And I'm not trying to say that it's fucking Orlando, what do you expect? But it's Orlando, what do you expect? I wouldn't be surprised. Ugh. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about things that are good? Yes. Hey, fucking Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane's great. Yeah, she's, she's pretty cool. Uh, I, I wouldn't she's say that this match... She is a, a pirate. I wouldn't say that this match did a very good job of showing how cool she is. Well, to be fair... If I'm being honest... Her. Yeah, and but if I'm being honest, Aaliyah's not very good. I know, that's what I'm saying. To be fair, she was playing Aaliyah, so it's hard to look good. And, you know, Aaliyah's admittedly getting better, but, uh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, she's not, like, a weird cat girl. Now she's, like, throwing some fucking forearms that, like, kind of maybe look painful. She's like, hey, I don't have a character. Check me out. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie Sane won. Because she hits that super cool elbow. Yep, it was, it was a cool elbow. Like I mean, yeah, I didn't think this... And her mm-hmm. elbow goes down? I awesome. didn't think that this match was super great, but at the same time, like... Izzy losing her fucking mind when Kyrie Sane came in... Like mm-hmm. warmed the cockles of my of my cold dead heart so much that I can't complain. There you go. Nice. Izzy's the best. I love Izzy. Is she does she still dress up as Bailey? Uh not as much. She should start dressing up as a pirate. Pretty cool she dressed up as a pirate. Yeah. Have her own little tiny wheel she carries with her. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, uh, yeah, and then we had the main event. Which was? Uh, it was the first ever title defense for uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, boy. Against the Roderick Strong. Oh, boy. And as I put in my notes, can they both lose? What's the answer to that? Uh, the answer is no. One of them most definitely won. Oh, boy. Now, here's the thing. This was, I can intellectually say, this was a very good match. Like, these two gave it their all. They put on, I feel like they put on, for the two, for the levels that those guys are on, they put on, like, a pretty fucking top-tier match. Mm-hmm. It was a very I, like there are many parts that I could watch in that match and say this is very good. There is some technical skill here that is very good. There is understanding of the logic of a wrestling match and how it is supposed to flow that is very good. That backbreaker that fucking Roderick Strong hit on onto the steel steps that was fucking cool as shit. Like regardless of how I feel of any of these people, that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. All that said, and I'm sure that you could see where I was going with this from the way I, you know, had to qualify that statement. I uh, still like don't like either of these people. Yeah, I get it. Like, it's fine. This match was I like I can intellectually see that this is a good match that people who like these two wrestlers will say this is fucking awesome. This was amazing. This is, like, probably the best match of their respective careers or something. Nah, I won't go that far. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, honestly, that just says more about my low opinion of both Roderick Strong and Drew McIntyre than anything. I, th- I think what you're getting at is that their storytelling isn't getting you invested or anyone else invested unless they've already, you know, are behind the characters. No, because... Admittedly, their storytelling is good. I just think they're boring. That's what I'm saying. They're not engaging you. Yeah, like, I I got what they were going for. Like, you know, the whole thing of, like, you know, like, the ending of the match is, uh, was, uh, Drew McIntyre hits his, uh, Future Shock DDT and, like, takes, like, a brief fucking couple seconds to pause, and he's fucking looking Roderick Strong, like, dead in his eyes, and, like, there's a kind of the sense of, like, you know, there's the kind of the sense of, like, the, I I respect you, I respect you as an opponent and as a person, but now I have to kill you. But I regret having to kill you, but now I have to kill you. Gotcha. And then he hits him with, hits him with the Claymore to death, and gets the pin. And, like, Intellectually, I can see how that's, like, a very powerful moment, a very powerful, like, oh, you earn my respect, even though you're, I'm gonna kill you now, like, but, again, it's these two guys, who cares? Like, Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre's boring. It's like, okay, cool, he does the Claymore, which is just a fucking broke kick. Or a big how boot. How exciting. How exciting. Cash Sono beat Fabian Eichner with a big boot. 
couple like last week. You didn't see anybody going fuck crazy being like, oh, this is the most amazing move ever. It's Claymore. It's a sword. The point is, the most interesting thing to me about this entire thing was the end of the match where after they do the whole thing where they shake hands and, like, Roderick Strong mouths at him like this isn't over or some shit and, like, you know, uh, he's going up the entrance ramp and, hey, guess who comes to see him? Who? Why, it would be Adam Cole, baby, and the Undisputed Era. Oh, no. And they're like, they don't really do anything, but hey, it seems like they're teasing that maybe Roderick Strong is going to turn heel and be the fourth man of Team Ring of Honor people. What, you're saying Mr. Ring of Honor is going to join the Ring of Honor stable? I can't believe it. I am, in fact, saying that Roderick Strong was the Hulk Hogan. He joined two years early so that he could get a head start on destroying it from the inside. So you're saying that he's going to cost Drew McIntyre the match against Adam Cole so he wins the belt? Yeah, but whose side is he on? Man, what if Percy is the one that says that? (laughs) No. (laughs) It has to be Morrow. No, it has to be Percy. Wait, no. Fuck that. It has to be Nigel. No, it would be really funny if it was Percy. Fuck you! Percy's terrible! Don't let him have anything good! Fair enough. Let him be Shivani! No, that's Morrow. No! Let Morrow be Morrow! I like Morrow! That doesn't work in this analogy. Morrow, Morrow is not can be dusty. the beach. No. Percy's actually dusty. No! Because I like dusty! Yeah, but his commentary is questionable. Aside from one, one line. thing, he has one line. Dusty will, but there's one thing that Dusty will have that Percy will never in his life ever have. A bicycle! Fuck, you beat me to it! Yeah, I did it. Keith, fuck you. Fuck this show. God, I'm, I was, I'm done I was with this show. Up that before you were, so there, take that. I was setting up for it the last time we were talking about Dusty Rhodes. Well, I've been setting it up for a year. Well, d- d- that's not how this works. Fair enough. Tell me about the fucking pay per view. Pay per view this Sunday. It's hell in a cell. It's gonna it's suck. It's gonna be fine. Is I'm it? Gonna, I'm gonna guess it's. Remember gonna be- the last show that we thought was gonna be fine? No. It was no mercy. It was not good. I'm gonna guess. It was not this- a good show. I'm gonna predict that this show's gonna end up being a thumb up and a thumb down. Okay, well, while you're predicting that, why don't you predict for me Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin versus the Hype Bros in the who's going to be the better tag team that's not on the show match? Uh, the world's greatest tag team's going to win. Oh, the Hype Bros? No, I'm, I'm making I'm, I'm calling them the world's greatest tag team because it's essentially what they are. Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin are going to win. <laughs> do, you, do you not know who the world's greatest tag team are? I was making a joke. I don't care. You shut up. Hype Bros are going to break up afterward. 
or continue their dissension and break up on SmackDown. Randy Orton versus Rusev for the pride of Bulgaria or something. My heart heart says Rusev, but my mind says Orton. Yeah. Orton's going to win. It's the worst, isn't it? But what if he didn't? I'd I'd be way into it. I'd be way into Orton not winning. Fucking Orton. Fuck a Randy. Have any English help Rusev win? What else we got? Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler in a who's got the better entrance, also why am I not dead match. It's going to be Bobby Roode. Yeah, of course it's going to be Bobby Roode. He has to win at this point. This is his first pay-per-view match. How glorious will it be, Owen? Extremely glorious. Also, I think Dolph Ziggler is actually going to come out to Bobby Roode's entrance. Roode's going to be in the ring with this glorious thing, and then his team's going to start up again. I'd be shockingly okay with that. There you go. Alright, uh, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin for the WWE United States Championship. I'm gonna say. How bad is this match going to be? It's gonna be terrible. Especially because <laughs> sure Baron Corbin's gonna win the belt. Really? Yeah. You uh, know why. Why? Alright, so, hypothetically, if Jinder Mahal beats Shinsuke Nakamura, who else is there to fight? No one. AJ. Oh. AJ's gonna move up. Sure, okay. There's literally no one else. And also, this United States title run has been a dud. So put yeah, it on, so put it on another it's dud. been bad. They were really going for that let's do John Cena again, and they fucked it up so bad. Yep, so get it just Which, in fairness, it already started off on a bad foot with the Kevin Owens shit to begin with. See, that's why you move AJ Styles up to be in a, uh. to be in the main event picture with Nakamura, so we can start setting that shit up. Let's go. Natalia versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Natalia's gonna win. You know why? Because fuck Charlotte. And I told you I was going to talk about this later. And uh, it's going to set up for Starcade where they had their still cage match. And Charlotte's going to win the belt then. And then immediately get cashed in on. Wait, let me finish. And she's going to be in the ring in Charlotte. No, it's not Charlotte. Where is this? Greensboro? Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro. In, in Greensboro, with her dad in the ring, celebrating. And that is when she's going to get cashed in on. Right in front of her dad. Pretty good. And then Carmella's going to be the champion. There you go. Book it. The New Day! Which, apparently, they're they're saying is going to be the, the Biggie and Kofi Kingston wrestling variety. Most likely. <laughs> Versus the Usos in a Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. 
Uh, this is a tough one, actually. Because the New Day just won the belts. But I could see the Usos, you know, getting the belts back. And this being... But then they have to continue the feud. I, I guess the New Day have to win it here. But I don't know who they go against next. Stop me if you've heard this one before, Owen. How about the Usos win it for the blow-off, then we get the Usos fighting the world's greatest tag team for a couple cycles, which then you could use to turn Shelton Benjamin against Chad Gable and have them have their big blow-up match. Meanwhile, you can maybe, let's say, put the, the New Day against... Perhaps a newly turned heel hype bros. Or you can have the hype bros go after the belts. I don't know. I mean, would it make sense after watching them lose to the world's greatest tag team? Who knows how it's going to go. I'm just saying, have them, have Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable fight them for a a couple months. uh, Fuck around that way. And then when you get done with that, Eh, you circle back to the New Day and then let the New Day take the belts again. Yeah, but, you know, if the Usos win, then they have the the rematch clause again. And then they fight forever. Eh. They can, find some, they can find some excuse to delay the rematch. They always do. I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to pick the New Day. You want to talk about a bad match? No. But do well, it too anyway. bad. Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Jinder's gonna win because fuck. How me. many? How many minus five stars? Too many. Okay. I, I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Keep going. All right. Um, here's the main event: Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owen in a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match. It has to be Kevin Owens. He has, he has to, to kill Shane, because Shane's going to go away. Of course he has to kill Shane. Why does Shane have to go away, though? Because he's, he's actually is going to go away for a bit. Oh. At least that's what I believe will happen. I think he's going to take some time off. Okay. And which happens when you get thrown off a hell in a cell, so... Uh, uh. So to be fair, last time we jumped off a hell in a cell... He was back the following night and also was running raw for some reason. Don't remind me. Man. Jesus Christ. What what if Kevin Owens to knock Shane off the hell in a cell hits him with a lockbox? Sure. Yep. There we go. I hate everything. Of course you do. It'd be great. I hate, I hate this, and I hate this show. So let's end it. Okay, we're gonna do that then. This has been Heel Turn, a production of Pro Wrestling Cool. It's not just cool; it's dot cool. It's a website. Go to the website. It's a website that's cool. It's not just cool. It's the URL. Mm-hmm. We we cool so hard we put it in the URL. Wait, no, wait. That's, that's I feel like I heard that, that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, check us out there. 
you can also check us out uh, when we do this podcast live every Wednesday starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. You know where we do it, Owen? What? We do it over at Mixwell.com slash Zonecast. What? And Twitch.tv slash Online. That's true. We have a pre-show. It's cool. Hang out with us there. Me really You're the bastard is usually on it. Mm-hmm. I was on it once. Yep, and just once. Fucking bullshit. Hey man, we talk for two hours. We, you don't need an extra half hour. Watch me. Fair enough. Speaking of if you want to watch me, which I, I, I know that you people like to do, you, you bad voyeurs, you, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC or on Twitter at The Heel Turn for uh, the latest updates from us and other dumb shit that we're doing on the internet and things like that. Uh, also, you can find this podcast uh, not only where you find various podcasts, your your iTunes, your Dropcast, your various RSS feeds. Uh, you can also find us over at ZoneCast.com, where you also find I'd Rather Not and The Echo Chamber and a bunch of other cool shows. That was quite a pause there, Owen. I was, thought you were going to say something cool about the the website that you run. Also, well, John, we're having a bit of uh, connection issues right now, so oh, I am having shit. trouble hearing right. you. Oh, well, that's not good. It's, it's, All right, it's, then it's we should probably just end this perfect. quickly, then. All right, well, yeah, yeah let's end this quickly, then. Yeah, let me plug myself. Okay. Find me on Twitter at the, the underscore is Find me on Twitter at I am John GM and a whole bunch of other places. I'm that username, so you can find me there. It's cool. Uh... Yeah, also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash video underscore shames. Indeed. All right, John. You going to do this again next week, Owen? Uh, we are, and also... Uh, do we have yeah. to? Yes, but also, John, we, we're going to do this again later this week. Oh, you know? right. Because... If anyone is subscribed to our Patreon at patreon.com slash PWC at the 999 level, starting this month and going forward, we're going to have a We got an podcast. exclusive show? We got an exclusive and show, Owen. John, you, John, do you know, what, you know what the podcast is? I mean, yeah, I know what it is. It's the podcast that I host. Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember uh, some time ago, we used to have an improv podcast that wasn't I'd Rather Not, our other sister podcast that we do. It was a little show called uh, Heel Turn Fantasy Booking. And we're bringing it back as a Patreon exclusive. Every month you're going to get a brand new... Yeah, every month you're going to get a brand new improv show from us where we... Fantasy book, uh, a pay-per-view, and come up with a bunch of dumb nonsense. We'll come up with world buzzer championships and time travel and million Brock Lesnar's. What other dumb things that we did? Yes, yes, we are. I don't even remember some of the dumb stuff we did because it was so insane. We'll do that. It'll be cool. It'd be that cool. That's the branding. Yeah. Let's get out of here because these connection issues are getting real bad. Yeah, it's it's starting to affect me too, and I don't like it. So yeah, until next week, y'all come back now. You hear?
This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.